Hanley Armagh, Caroline O'Hanlon, the right person in the right team. Only for point number 10. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sideline Night podcast. This is our weekly review show, and we're once again joined by Aaron Kiernan who's coming on to talk about Armagh's win at the weekend. Um, fantastic win against their common that sees them keep their Division 1 place for um, at least another year anyway. Um, Arne, I'm sure you're delighted with how Armagh performed. Um, not only the result, but the performance was brilliant as well after the first water break, and we'll get into the, the ins and outs of the performance. But how important is it for Armagh to stay in Division 1 They've got it now. Um, how important is it to stay there and build now for the development of the team over the next few years? It's absolutely massive. Can't, can't be underestimated, to be honest with you. Like it was um, the, the whole suppose, talk uh, over the, the past few uh, weeks in the lead up to it has been you know, how important it would be for the, the county to retain Division 1 status. Um, the boys have done that there. And to be honest with you, I think it's done it fairly convincingly. I know we ended up in a, in a so-called relegation playoff, but um, the performances and the consistency um, that we've put week in week and the improvement that you, you could see in the team week on week has, has been absolutely brilliant. Um, and I think anyone who's been out and about this morning, I was at work around town in Cross Glen and over in Uri, and you have people starting to stop you in the street again. Do you know, have you seen the game? What do you think? We're going in the right direction. So... It's just created a buzz um, among everyone, um, which is, is absolutely brilliant. Um, and it's uh, it's where these boys want to be challenging themselves. And you know, it's it's the top of uh, the tree in terms of your your inter county football. Um, and it's it's where you suppose you'll be challenged the most. But that's you know, you want to be an inter county footballer. That's what you want. Um, so it's just it's very exciting. It's exciting for us as supporters. Um, but I'd say we'll hopefully with a lot of boys who woke up this morning who had sore heads and maybe just went out and enjoyed themselves last night because they're entitled to it because it was a tough month for them um, and did a refocus on on championship. But in terms of our view, and it's it's given us all a great lift. And how important was it to get a win? Obviously, they needed to win the game to avoid relegation. But like the last couple of weeks, we were talking about the good performances against Tyrone and against Donegal, but they didn't win those games. It was it important to get a win against. Uh, Roscommon who are a regular Division 1 team I know they're a bit of a yo-yo team um, up and down the last few years but they have got that competitive nature they've been Connacht champions um, twice in the last five years I think they have that experience of Division 1 so beating a Division 1 team is so important as well as performing well Absolutely and we did both um, for, for that matter and yeah like, we've heard some people saying oh, you know, Roscommon you know, didn't offer a whole pile in attack that's not Armagh's fault. Like the same Roscommon players that caused us no end of trouble in the National League last year uh, and rain goals in us. They were playing the other day. Um, but for me, that just, it's a, I suppose, a sign of how much this Armagh group have progressed over this past six months. You know, that they completely nullified all their big players. And that was, I suppose, a collective effort um, from, from our full forward line back. Um, but it is a massive plus. 
regardless of, of anything, Roscommon going up and down uh, through the divisions. Like I heard that all right in Sunday game last night. But Connacht's a very competitive championship, and they have won two Connacht titles um, in this past number of years. And that's a level that we haven't been at. You know, we haven't reached the final uh, for for so long. Um, but for us to start slow yesterday, um, but then to literally take over all across the field, like I suppose if we're being completely honest, like it's a long time. We're, we've seen an RMR performance so commanding in a game that really, really mattered. Um, so for me, that's one of definitely the most pleasing aspects of yesterday's game that with so much riding on it, um, the, the, the start was a wee bit cagey, a wee bit nervous. That's to be expected, um, obviously, given given what was at stake. But, you know, from the first water break onwards, I have to say, just all across the field, we controlled the whole game, played at our own tempo, um, you know, picked off some unbelievable scores, uh, very controlled and composed later on in the game uh, to see out a win. So in terms of positives, um, I, to be honest, I didn't see too many negatives come out, but to keep them to only 11 points and give away no goals again and to score 117, um, all really, really positive aspects of the game that I've no doubt management will be very, very pleased with. I suppose one negative from the game, um, if you were looking for one, you'd be pushed hard to give a negative. But um, I suppose if you were looking for one, was the slow start, Arn, and um, you touched on it there. Was it just nerves going in like such a massive game for Arma? Um, for some people, this was maybe bigger than a championship game that they had to do keep their Division One status. They had to win this game. Was it just nerves? Was it fault for that slow start, or what did you put that down to? Um, I would say it, it probably was because, like me mentioned in, in the podcast two weeks ago, like I don't really, I did, well, I care about championship now today, but uh, until yesterday afternoon, I didn't because to me, this was the big thing that I felt that if, if the county was going to really develop, uh, you need to be consistently in Division One. And I've seen Geezer said it after the game, and it's something they wouldn't have been saying maybe a huge pile publicly um, up until yesterday. But it's massive. You know, you're playing against the best teams week in, week out. You're challenging yourself. Um, but what you're, more importantly, what you're doing is whenever you get the performances that I am, I've got this past few weeks, the self-belief within the players, they start to realize, you know, Jesus, I'm fit for this level. I belong at this level or I want more of it at this level. Um, and, and it goes through the roof. And I, I think that's what you've seen with the team over this past four weeks. Um, you've seen improvements everywhere. But to go back to it, yes, I have no problem. You do be nervous and you do be a bit cagey early on in a game, but that, yeah, that's not ideal. Maybe if you're coming up against maybe your Dublins or your Terries, we'll deal with them next year. Um, but they've seen it through. You know, they didn't panic. Um, like at 5 1, you're thinking, geez, we're under a bit of pressure here again. Um, but we've we, we seen it out. It was the same against Donegal. Like we started poor enough against Donegal and, and we come back strong and, and we're very good for the remainder of the game. So yes, it is something that I suppose they can maybe put a bit more focus on. But for me, it's it's just it's one of those things that happens, you know, with the best will in the world, you're well prepared and all that there. But, you know, you, you do, sometimes you do think about the end goal a wee bit too much, um, you know, in terms of what was what was a stake in the game. Um, and, and that might have slowed us up the first 10 minutes or helped us, made us take the wrong decisions. But from 10 minutes on, 10, 12 minutes onwards, um, they're in full flow and full control. And um, yeah, that that's massively encouraging. 
and that all started after the water break, Arne. Um, I'm not sure if anybody, uh, whoever was at the game or watching it in tally, but um, you could see Armagh after the water break, it was her common kick out, had to start the, the second quarter, and Armagh really pushed up. There was a full court press on, um, similar to the one Kerry done against Dublin in the 2019 All-Ireland Final. Um, everybody pushed up, pressed hard, and the kick out now, Grimley won the kick out. Armagh got a score from it and went on to score one five or one six then um, in the next in the next fifteen minutes. Like that was a massive turning point, a massive momentum swing um, that Armagh won that kick out and really that kick started the win. Yeah, huge fetch from Nail, but uh, I suppose well you say it's brave or it's not brave, but it, to push everyone up and really go for it, it just shows intent. Um, you know, and that was I suppose it was one pair of. Uh, the water break coming and our scum and kick out that you know we were camped inside their half like they literally could not get the ball out um, but you see a terrific fetch from Nail and from memory I think he, he carries it a bit gives it the rain coming in off the, the, the stand side and puts it over the bar and he said at that stage because we already had the full court press on and we had everyone still up ahead of the ball um, it meant that we were set again for, for Lavin's next kick out um, and that, that was brilliant to see because I think at that stage then it sensed we the, the way sensed a bit of blood uh, and it really went after them and I suppose they showed a rootless streak at that stage um, that was really needed that it, it, it clawed back a five point lead but we even pushed on and went further and I, I think it just was enhanced even more whenever you seen the the pressure that was put on as they were coming out of the the, uh, the right or the left cornerback position Rory gets a hand to get the turnover couple of uh, slick hand passes and then you know, Oshin tapping the ball in uh, at the back post showing a bit of composure so again that that was intent that was us going after them um, and you know I suppose we spoke about it over this past few weeks that to to not only uh, compete but to start beating the top teams goals are absolutely massive um, and I think that gave us a huge lift at that stage psychologically obviously in the scoreboard it gave us a lift but psychologically, it gave the team a huge lift all across the field. Um, and I said, there definitely there was no coming back at that stage for Roscommon, as far as I was concerned. And that, that ruthless streak that you talk about, Aaron, that's probably something Armagh have been missing for maybe, I don't know, the last 10 years or so, that when they do get on top, when they have their purple pots, they probably don't score enough. While on the other hand, we've seen like the likes of Donegal last year in the Ulster semi-final. Once they got on top, they hit one five and the game was over. Armagh have yeah. probably been criticised that for all their firepower that they now have, maybe they're not ruthless enough, but they did show that yesterday. They did. Um, like You could have no complaints um, from our perspective uh, in relation to that there because you had everyone involved in those, you know, whether it was the boys who were tapping the ball over the bar um, or whoever was hunting and getting the turnovers. Um, you had Jamar chipped in with uh, three points from play. It was Groogs that got the turnover. Arshin, Ray and uh, Andrew all uh, chipping in with scores as well. So it was, they were coming from everywhere. Um, but he said the, the platform was being set um, in defence where it was just a collective hunger and desire was probably even better than what we, we had displayed against Donegal. Um, and that was just giving the boys up front so much possession to work with and and obviously um, caused the maximum damage to, to Roscommon, um, which was which was brilliant to see. And defensively, Arne, I suppose we have spoke about that Armagh do get men behind the ball 
um, 12, 13, 14, 15 men at times, but they were still leaking goals. And we, we talked about Langdon's goal down the middle and Peter Hart's down the middle. But yesterday, Armand defended brilliantly. And Roscommon never looked like getting a goal. They never, they never got in for a chance. And they never looked like getting in for a chance. And that was without regulars like Ryan Kennedy and James Morgan, who did come on when the game was probably finished by that stage by the time they come on. Um, and Falker started. I don't think Falker looked 100% fit. Um, so it was sort of the likes of Macken, uh, Aaron McKay, uh, Ross Finn was very good in the corner. Like the boys that maybe you would have question marks over or your non-experienced boys, they stood up yesterday and didn't didn't give any goal chances or anything that was common. Yeah, well, I think the one thing those boys, in fairness, they're genuinely all lacking is just experience at that level. But in terms of just tenacity and desire, uh, I don't think we could ever fault any of them uh, for that. But again, uh, just to go back to another point, I think this past month, what it has done is the self-belief in those boys that has brought them, them brought them on a huge amount. And, you know, I suppose the good thing about a rush league is, uh, or I, I just always genuinely found myself whenever you, your normal national league, you might have about three weekends in a row, you would have a game before you'd have a break. You can't get enough of it, you know. That's as players, that's what you want. Um, games come and pick and fast because if you make a mistake, it's so fresh in your memory. Um, you'll obviously do a bit of video analysis, but just in yourself, you, you can see that picture in your own head of the mix, mistake you made. You've only six, seven days for another turnaround. Um, and your your top players or your inter-county players won't or shouldn't be making the same mistake again. Um, and I think that's been a huge plus um, for, for the RMA team. De- defensively, in individual situations, we've done really well. Um, like At that level, like you're coming up against the best players um, all across the country. Like To think you're going to go out and stop a man, rip a ball off him and set up and attack every time, it just doesn't work like that. It's not that simple. Um, but getting ourselves in the right position and um, having good footwork, being physical, slowing them up and waiting for a bit of help to come. That's what RMA have been really good at. You know, whenever we're getting isolated in one-on-one situations, it's not, you know, your last-ditch super defending, which sometimes we have done it, but it's, it's been the ability to slow up um, whoever the attacker is and, and in possession and the opposition team uh, enough that we get men back, that we're not leaving space for pop balls over the top for men running through and you know we're we're, suppose we're trying to stifle as much as possible um, the opposition so that we can push them back out the field and put them into a slow ponderous game Uh, and then that's when RMA become really good because that's whenever they get the opportunity to counter attack and break in numbers Um, and that again is something that they've been really effective in the league so like I said as a collective everywhere um, I think you know, the, the work rate all across the field has been brilliant. Um, I, I genuinely feel, though, that there is still room for improvement. And, and most importantly, I think there's room for improvement even in our attacking game because I think we just we all know and we've now seen the quality that we have um, in, in individuals going forward. But I think as a collective, they've got better over the four weeks. And I think a huge positive for, for the county is I think there's more in them. And I suppose when you're talking about the attack, we've talked so many times in the podcast about the, the attack and how good it is and the firepower. And we never mentioned Andrew Mernon, who um, only came on against Donegal for the last couple of minutes, but started yesterday, got two points, probably should have had another one. He missed a, a mark early in the game. Um, he's an option, Arne, and he's a different type of forward that 
um, you know, everybody else is workers and can come out the middle. Lashin O'Neill and Rain comes out. Rory's a good worker. Um, Supi was driving from deep yesterday. Mernon gives you that option of a route one ball in the edge of the square. And of course, he can come out and play midfield or centre half forward, but his preferred position is that full forward. And it does give Armagh a different option. And it, it's another string there, Bo, basically, in that attack. Yeah, like that's a huge plus yesterday was to see Andrew back and he gets 40 minutes in him. And, you know, I think we all know from, from his minor days the quality and potential that he has. And the poor lad has just been hounded. Um, by injuries and he's never got a proper run of it but um, he's entitled to his fair share of luck at this stage and, and hopefully he, he gets it over the next six to eight weeks because just like you say he, he offers while Oshin, Ray and Supi are they're big and they're strong Andrew's just a totally different proposition to be dealing with because his hands are unbelievable you know, put any ball into him and it'll stick um, like you will do well to find someone who can secure a first-team possession as well as him, as him in any team across the country. So with the attack and mark now in play, um, you know that is something that we can really play into. Um, where if you have the likes of your Arshin Ray and Supi and those guys able to put long direct ball into him, um, like in terms of so taking the mark that time didn't nearly suit him because he ends up being a free taker and obviously that wouldn't be his game where um, I think the more football he'll get he'll play an instinct and he'll take his man on tap it over the bar or again like I said boys will start coming running off him so in terms of forwards that forward options you know that that's brilliant to have him back and you know if he's not fit for 70 minutes if you can get him to build up those 41 minutes whatever you know if we can build him up to 50-55 minutes um, and then maybe you have a different type of player coming on in terms of maybe your Connor Turbots or whatever um, who's going to run the legs off some fella um, you know it's just a different dimension but again it's, it's not a big plus to have and another man that we haven't been talking about, Arn, um, that got his first game time since probably before lockdown was Brandy Donaghy. Um, come on with maybe 10 minutes to go yesterday. And uh, he, it was good to see Donaghy back because he he has been such a strong player for Armagh for, you know, over 10 years now, 15 years maybe. And it was good to see him getting back into the fold and maybe he's, I don't know if he was injured last year or what the story was, but um, he's back in now and he's back in contention for one of the back six places. Yeah, uh, I suppose that was maybe Geezer showing his bit of experience then in terms of just bringing him on just to make sure that Everton was safe and secure at the back. Um, you know, Brandy has really, I suppose, specialised in that sort of sweeper position or, or playing as, you know, a holding centre-half back. Um, so no better time to have someone with the so with quality on the ball um, but the experience to, to snuff out any sort of danger. So, Again, it's it's another plus. Um, you know how much game time he's going to get. I'm not sure because obviously competition for places um, is, is so difficult um, to, to hold down a regular spot in there at the minute. But horses for courses, whenever he may be needed. Um, it just was great to see him getting back in uh, and and getting a few minutes under his belt. Um, you know, obviously the the hunger within him uh, is still huge for him to, to keep coming back year after year um, and I suppose his presence if nothing else it just would have been very it's very reassuring to know if you're an inexperienced player in a high pressure situation like that where like I said there was a huge amount riding on it um, it was just it was great to see him back in and uh, you were fairly sure at that stage that there was there was going to be nothing out of the ordinary that was going to 
put us uh, in a sweat for the last 10 minutes. Well, I suppose tactically, Arne, um, something we spoke about the last day was the, the Armagh kickouts and how Donegal penned Armagh in for that last 10 minutes. And um, Armagh just couldn't get a kick out. And you would feel if they had a good one or two, they could have seen the game out and um, got over the line. But it was interesting the other day, they were going short on their kickouts. Um, I suppose just Common would have a big midfield with Ty O'Rourke and Enda Smith and the likes of Nao Kilroy in there as well in the half forward line. Um, what's your feelings on the short kickouts? Because Armagh would be fairly strong or they would feel they would be fairly strong around the middle with, you know, there's plenty of big men there. The two O'Neills can come out uh, grimly. Uh, Tiernan Kelly was there the other day as well. Um, did you prefer the short kickouts because secured possession and you can get attacking straight away or would your other the long kickouts, you know, where you get it uh, further up the field? It'd be the old traditionalist in me where I'd still always rather get it as far away from our goal as possible. But to be honest with you, like playing very good at a quick one uh, and a short one. So if we are under serious pressure and he has the opportunity to get that to one of our boys, you know, where we can work the ball up the field, I'll take it all day long. You know, I'll take anything other than you know, allowing Donegal to get the run on us um, the way they did at the end of the last game. But I, I suppose it was after the conversation that we had and I, I look back over the game again um, just to see if there was anything that could could be improved on. But going long, the very last score when Neil O'Donnell got the, the point against us, what we had at that stage was we actually had numbers around the ball, but we were gambling on breaking forward. You know, we had three men um, at, the, at the foot of Neil Grimley. I think it was Neil who was competing for the ball. Um, but they were just thinking about getting forward, where at that stage, all we needed to do was get possession. You know, they went to the opposite side of where the break was. They went on the attacking side, and that's where Donegal got the three players getting the run on us. Um, so I'm fairly certain that that will have been addressed and rectified. Um, so in terms of going route one, we have the men, as you said, that can compete and win the ball in the air um, but if they don't those three or four men that are coming in at the foot of him they have to forget about gambling forget about trying to get up the field to get the score they just need to be in a position where they can win that break ball and then we can see what we want to do but if you don't have the ball you're just chasing um, so but both of them um, are like I said they're viable options for us uh, I, I'll take either of them um, as long as we're, we're in possession of the ball and we talk about the two O'Neills all the time, um, Arne, and uh, anybody that watched League Sunday the other night would see Pat's Blonde. We don't normally listen to Pat's rambling sometimes. <laughs> uh, he doesn't always have nice things to say about Armagh and Ulster football, but he compared Rian and Oshin O'Neill to the two Cliffords, um, David and Potty from Kerry, obviously. And while they're still young and you don't want to be blowing their heads up too much, um, everybody in Armagh has seen what they can do at club and county level now. They're in Division 1 and showcasing it. Um, like Oshin O'Neill and Rain O'Neill have really showed that they're fit for this level and in the next couple of years they'll hopefully push on and really show what they're what they're made of. Yeah, like I suppose having been fortunate enough to see them coming through from, from underage, uh, it's definitely coming as no surprise to me. Um, the, the live and breathe Gaelic football and you know it's it's the be all and end all for them but um, I'm, as I suppose personally as a, as a club teammate and someone who, who knows them and knows how much they put into it I'm, I'm delighted for them uh, to see them getting the opportunity to play and perform so well at that level um, it's a it's a massive boost for the county to have boys of, those cal- of that calibre but I suppose 
you throw in the likes of your your mornings and your soupies and your nail grimlies and these boys and the potential is there in them all um you know that that they have the ability um to to play and and to win and be extremely competitive um at this level and i think what this past month will have done if nothing else it'll have just put a, a huge desire within them all um to to so a bit of self-improvement in them um, to push the boundaries and, and what they're doing um, to make sure that they stay there. But I think the bigger picture of, of it all is with them doing that, with them competing at that level, it's the influence that they're having in the next generation coming behind them to support that, that are starting to, to grow and follow them. The next generation to, to be able to follow the likes of your Oshin, Ray and Supi and these boys. Um, so they're the, they're the people who put bums in seats. They're the ones who, who inspire young people to, to want to pick up footballs and to want to go out into the backyard or their own pitch um, to, to practice the skills, to ping over points. So um, to have people of that calibre within our own county um, and performing at the top level, um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's as good as uh, we've had it for for a long time. Um, and like I said, I, I genuinely feel that as a group, there's there's more in them. And looking forward, Arnold, we don't want to start previewing the championship. It's uh, three weeks away um, yet, so it's too early. But keeping the Division One status, keeping that momentum going that we've built up over. Um, the first three games against the old star position, then getting one over us common, um, who've been uh, a tough team, a tough nut for Armada Crack the last couple of meetings. Um, that's carrying big momentum into the championship. And I know um, Antrim are going to carry their own momentum. They, they got promoted as well and um, four games unbeaten in Division 4. But what does this mean going into the championship? If you were in that squad at the minute, how confident are you? How how much belief do you have now going into the championship that Armagh can really push on? Because I suppose that's the next step, isn't it, Arn? That um, they've secured Division 1, now they have to do something in the championship. Yeah, like whenever we got promotion last year, uh, I mentioned the start of this, this chat here, to be all and all for me, as far as I was concerned, retain Division 1 status. You know, that has been done and, and done really well at this stage. Um, but now focus is absolutely in championship and like if I'm being totally honest, before the the championship started, the did I see Arma as been genuine Ulster contenders? You know, showing the consistency levels to be able to do that. And honestly, I know I didn't. Um, it's it's a slightly different story now at this stage. You know, you say without getting too carried away, but what what I seen of the performances against Donegal and and Tyrone and Monaghan, who everyone would have perceived as being the top three and we'd be coming in at the next level after that there. Um, I, I would like to think that, uh, the, well, I know for certain that the, the capabilities of us getting back to an Ulster final is absolutely in that group um, and that will be their goal and their focus. Um, like, it, it's hard to believe at this stage but every county in Ulster has been in an Ulster final since we've last been in one and whenever you consider where we were as a county from 99 until 08, uh, winning seven, us the finals, not losing any. Um, for us not to be there, you know, it's it's a it's been a long, long period of time. Um, we said, uh, guarantee the whole thing will be our only focus is on Antrim and that, and and rightly so. But for us as supporters who can who can take a step back and we're not involved in the group, and you can dream all you want to dream. Um, there's definitely there's the capabilities and the potential um, for for this group to 
start getting back to our Ulster finals to winning them. Um, but I suppose the first focus really, um, they'll they'll be putting it all on on Antrim. And you say Antrim, yes, they have uh, momentum. They've they've won their their four games. Um, but in my opinion, they've been doing that at Division Four level. Everybody's after doing it now at Division One, and there's a huge difference there. I'd like to see us taking massive belief from what we are capable of doing at Division One, carrying it in. In totally focused on Antrim, giving them the utmost respect, doing maximum homework and where their strengths are and, and who we need to man mark, learning all of that there, but full belief and full focus then goes on what we're what Armagh is going to do, how where we're going to perform, what pace we're going to play at. Um and for me, um like I, I can't see, you know, it'd be competitive for a while. Um, but I just think the the standard and the consistency that we've played at over this past month, um, it's a long time since we've done that, to be honest with you, uh, at this level. And and that's hugely, hugely encouraging um, for the boys leading in over the next month. The one thing that's what you need to completely blot out is for them is looking too far ahead or complacency setting in. Um, you know, I suppose it's an old saying and a born saying of a control and the controllables. Keep doing what we have been doing. Stay as focused as we have been staying um, on on ourselves, and and let the so doing the homework um, in terms of your management and what you know they see as strengths and weaknesses of opposition. But everybody's just keep performing, keep preparing the way they are, and um, yeah, let the, let the rest of us dream and get excited about the summer ahead. Hopefully, there's a big summer ahead now, and definitely um, big us to championship ahead. I think that game takes place in three weeks' time. Um, in the Athletic Grounds Armagh against Antrim, obviously, and we'll be covering that um, when the time comes. Aaron, thanks very much for coming on and, and talking us through um, Armagh's win on Sunday. And we had an, an exclusive interview with Armagh forwards coach Kieran Donaghy, and we'll hear that. Uh, we'll hear all Kieran's thoughts now from the game. So thanks again, Aaron. Not a problem, John. Anything? So I'm delighted to be joined by Kieran Donaghy, Armagh's coach this year. Kieran, um, I suppose to start off, great result, great game, and a great win. Yeah, no, it was hundred percent. Um, I think you know the boys, you know, it was a fairly strong ambition of our stay in Division One. It was it was going to be a hard task to be honest with you because we had three and a half weeks to get the boys ready for three intense games against against high quality opposition. But um, you know, they did really well in those matches. Um, and a kick of a ball here or there could have had us, you know, uh, possibly winning all three. So look if. For us, there's a lot of improvements to go on to, but today it was about just about getting the result and, and getting the win. It, was, it had a feel of a championship game all week. Uh, I think we started a bit jittery, but I think once once that was put aside, I think the boys really came into their own from the second, second quarter on. I was it disappointing not getting into the semi-finals because I, I heard just there at half time that Armagh was the only team that finished on three points and didn't make the semi-finals. Yeah, it was. Um, it was disappointing. You know, we wanted to. To go have a crack off of the likes of a carrier Dublin just to play another uh, a game against high quality opposition. But Roscommon have been that they're kind of champions over the last number of years. They're you know a lot of really good forwards, um, big players in the middle of the field. Linda Smith, who was probably a big loss for them in that second half today, and, and, and probably an area where we dominated uh, after after he went off. So um, you know, look, obviously for us, it's just about, as I said, it was about just getting that result and that was that was the most important thing. That's all we could control today. Uh, we couldn't control if we were, if we were playing uh, Kerry or, or Dublin, but the, the, the fixture was, was key for us and that was so important for us to get the win. 
An unlikely other games, Armagh had a poor start today. Um, it was 5-2 at the first water break and then Armagh come out. I think it was 1-5 without replay and that was basically the winning of the game. It was, yeah. Second quarter was huge. Um, you know, we, we, we got a few breaking ball around the middle. We forced them long, got a few breaks and, you know, the boys were unselfish up front and got good shot selection going. And um, there's still loads for us to improve on. Uh, you know, we're going to be dissecting the game as if we lost the game because that's the only way to dissect it. Uh, and, and refocus the boys in for for Tuesday night and then, you know, go go hard for the next three weeks and, and prepare for a tough task in, in, in taking on Antrim, who won four games in a row, full of confidence coming here. So, um, but look, that, that crowd were big today when we got that bit of momentum, I think, when, when Oshin got the goal. Uh, it was great to have that feel of, of it was like, felt like championship to mind. It would have been 40,000 inside here. It was the way it felt because you could see how passionate the crowd were how long they've been waiting for, for to show this team um, you know, uh, some support and some love for, for the journey that this team have been on under here and getting up through the divisions, Division 3, Division 2, Division 1. It's been, it's been a hard road and they're coming into their, their own now and um, that'll give them good confidence. But don't worry, we'll bring them back down to ground on, on Tuesday evening because and, and, we, we know it's going to be a tough task to try and, and go and have a run in Ulster. And I suppose the Antrim game, this is huge for the championship. You're carrying this momentum in, but Antrim are also carrying momentum in from um, Division 4, getting promotion from Division 4. Um, it's it's going to be a challenge, Kieran, but one day they're looking forward to, I'm sure. Oh, just looking forward to the, the home draw. Um, you know, the home draw was was, was a big one, obviously, uh, getting that getting that home fixture um, and getting the boys, you know, in here for training over the next three weeks, getting familiar with the place. Uh, a bit more, a bit, a bit of work on the pitch it was looking fantastic today. So uh, we weren't in there last week, but you'd be hoping for a good three weeks of training in here and getting ready for, um, as I said, a tough test coming down the road. And finally, Kieran, you're in as the forwards coach. Obviously, you must be delighted with the score. Armar popped up. They've scored one sixteen in two games, two ten against Throne and one seventeen. Then again today. Yeah, um, but like you know, we all we're, we're, we're focused in in all parts. You know. Um, uh, I think you know the boys would be would be strong on, on opinions and on, on the defensive side of it, and I would be strong in my opinions and on, on the defensive side of the ball. So it's very much a team effort between you know myself and uh, the four Kearns and uh, obviously uh, Dennis Hollywood, who's who's hold, who's the gel that holds us all together. Um, and then we've like, the background team is is what I've been so impressed with since I came up here. Hugh Campbell, the work he does in the background with the players is immense. Julie Davis and, and, and the work she has and the shape she has and how sharp she is with, you know, how long has left him fellas and this fella has to come off and, you know, she, she she's really good with all that. So look, there's a wonderful team here and uh, I'm just enjoying being a very small part and, and, and trying to help the boys with uh, possibly bits of experience that I would have and um, trying to give them some insights. But, you know, they've, they've gotten here um, very much by the squad by themselves and I think me and Kieran McKeever are just you know, trying to bring little bits and, and, and energy into the group. And uh, um, and we are, we're, we're, we're really focused on, on a performance now in three weeks. We're already sitting inside there talking about three weeks' time. So, um, and, and that's where we'll have the players' minds on Tuesday as well. That's great, Kieran. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Best luck for the rest of the year. Keep up the good work.
Kira Donnelly for point number 10. It's up to Kira Magini, the cup, it's all 